I didn't tell Jason this was the cold open. This is just going to be natural. Jason, I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to give me your best Kyle Shanahan on to Cincinnati. Hey, Kyle, are you? how nervous are you about Steve Wilkes and the 49ers defense? Uh, I, I, I'm not nervous, man. I've got a lot of faith in uh, Steve Wilkes, and uh, we're, you know, we're on to Cincinnati. New Sprint Ride Option podcast starts right now. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. Sprint Ride Option podcast. Oh my goodness, it's already that time of the week. We're done with work for the weekend. We're having a good time. It's a new Sprint Ride Option podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, joined as always by the beautiful, beautiful Jason Aponte and a very good Niners hat that we don't get to see much often with, with the black instead of the red. I like it. Uh, that was a Jim Harbaugh. I feel like Jim Harbaugh made the black Niner hats cool. Uh, so Jason, did enough talk about your hat. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, this is a week in which the 49ers have not a must win, mm-hmm. but what I like to call a much cooler if you did win game. I like that, that. That that's the way that I can put it. It's not a must win. I don't know if you can have a must win in week eight, but it would be a much cooler if you did win in week yes. eight. Yeah, no, the, the, the question I was going to pose that I put on the uh, tweet is, is this a must win or a can't lose? And and I think there's a distinct difference between the two. And I, I would argue that this is a can't lose because you really can't. Because if it like, not to get like, I know we like to like have fun at the start of podcasts, not to get too deep at the start of the podcast, but we're kind of. We're at a point where the schedule kind of matters and in everything. Well, the schedule always matters, but everything is tightening up. And now games back kind of matter. And if you're going into your bye, if you want the number one seed in the NFC this year and you're going into your bye week with three losses and Philadelphia is going in with one, how Mm -hmm. comfortable are you feeling if you're trying for that one spot as a Niner fan? Well, Andrew, because I am, I'm the beacon of positivity. Never have I ever been negative. At least the 49ers have a game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Right? That's how you can make up one game. And it's fair to assume that the Philadelphia Eagles will have a slip up. So, Mm -hmm. look, that's why I said this game is not a must win, but it's a much cooler if you did win game than it is a must win game. I just looked at the Eagles schedule, and I actually think we talked about this in the past. Yep. Um, I I think we've had this conversation, but I just remembered it because I'm a Niners fan and no other team exists right now in my brain, uh, at Washington versus Dallas at Kansas city versus Buffalo versus San Francisco at Dallas. There's there's losses there. There's maybe, 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 maybe I shouldn't have done the must win, can't lose thing with the Eagles before looking at the Eagles schedule and seeing like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a difficult schedule. You know what? I'm going to rescind my whole take. I'm taking back my take after I've let it out on the internet. Andrew, I want you to read this, and I want you to read this uh, with the general knowledge of a movie that you have just watched, and I oh want you God. to understand this. I, uh, understand. You're going to tell – I see, I'm not a very good reading the words and remembering, but if you tell right, me the so scene, right, it's I'm going to. I'm going you. to read it. I'm going to read it in the context that would help. Right? Yes, I, I would need it. Jordan LA Sports of NBC Sports in our chat. Obviously, this is a big moment for all of us. This is probably the biggest moment in Sprint Right Option oh, Podcast history. It sounds right. I know this sounds familiar now. I know what you're thinking because of the concussion. I'm going to miss the game, but uh, I'm not 
Shade. Cleared. Shade. Shade. Yes. Oh, he got yes. it. Jordan. Yes. Jordan. Yes. Jordan. We did it. We did it. We did it. We got it. We got it. It's really nice to see the, the I think I think oh man I I suck with Niners Twitter people. Uh at dubs Alex, he he mm-hmm. tweeted the, the tuna lion scene, and that that scene lives in my head rent-free. And then it's well, also it's also the the aim for the bushes. Like and, uh and Andrew, the thing is is this <laughs> the 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 resemblance between you yes. and the man yes. reading that line is yes. like literally yes. like that's the that's what we are looking for. Jordan gets it for anyone who is uninformed for the yes. uninitiated. I know what you're that thinking. That is another because other guys. Yeah, gonna, I know I'm, you're thinking I'm because the beard. I'm, I'm really hairy, but, but uh, I'm not. I'm not shaved. shaved. Yes, yes, I remember it now. There we go. I'm we so got happy. It. We got the other guys out of the way. So, I'm so happy. I don't care what happens this week. Literally, no, that's no. all I ever wanted. Niners can be six and three. Who cares, man? <laughs> man, oh man, it's a good start. It's a Friday. We're feeling good. The Niners aren't yep. on a two-game losing streak or nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, no, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, and it's I don't know, man. Like you could maybe say I, I don't like the word trap game. But you could say this is kind of a trap game for the Niners for a few reasons. You could say it's a trap game for the Bengals because I believe they go to, is it Buffalo next week? I believe they have a tough game next week. It is Buffalo. They play Buffalo next week. So this could be one for them. But this is such an interesting one because it feels like despite the numbers and only allowing 22 points, the Niners defense is really struggling. And they're going to face the Cincinnati offense. It's really struggling to say the least but but off the off the bye week and they still have personnel that can give you fits yes off the bye week and the bye week helps joe burrow he's saying he is 100 percent healthy uh, i read at practice i forget the name cincinnati inquirer i actually referenced it in my article uh for ninersnation.com you write for ninersnation.com do you want um, to take this one andrew who did the Bengals beat that's a great question i have their schedule up right in front of me but, and I can but andrew it. Andrew, have I not made myself clear about like why we shouldn't talk about who people have beaten? Yeah, no, absolutely. The Bengals when the 49ers have... lost to the Vikings with no Justin Jefferson. Well, when they lost to the Browns with PJ Walker, I don't want to talk about who have the Bengals beat because well, then I... we can go. Because can the 49ers my... haven't beat anybody. The Dallas well, Cowboys I... are still not anybody. Can I, can I raise my hand real quick on this sure. point? Sure. Uh, do you know, let, let's just start with who did the Bengals lose to in week one? Well, that's Cleveland. Cleveland. The Niners yes. lost to Cleveland. But, okay, who did the Bing- Bengals beat, Aaron? Or the, Yeah, who did the Bengals beat, Aaron? They beat the Rams. Now, who, who did the, the Niners, Niners beat the Rams? Yep. Huh, interesting. Uh, they beat the Cardinals. Now, did the Niners beat the Cardinals? Keep going. Okay, they beat Seattle last week. We don't know that answer yet. We don't know that answer yet, to be fair. And... There's your win. So if you're saying who did the Bengals beat, if the Niners go 6-0 and in division, Aaron Rodriguez, not to call you out directly, you are not allowed to say the Niners went 6-0 and in the division because who did they beat? And I don't like that. And Aaron, I don't mean to pick on you because I've seen a lot of people say it for a lot of teams. And I think I said it on Tuesday. I, I'm a big Dolphins guy. I think I'm the biggest Dolphins guy on Niners Twitter. And I see a lot of who have the Dolphins beat. And it's it's the same thing. And like, well, they're two losses or they're only two good teams they played. It was Buffalo and it was the Eagles. And then people say the same thing about, or the Niners essentially. And it's like, well, or, or they say the Niners have beat people, but it's like, well, the they Niners haven't have beat played, anyone. 
the Niners have played one bad team or one good team allegedly in Dallas allegedly. and have two losses. Allegedly. Where Miami has played two good teams and have two losses. So what's the difference? So yeah, I, I don't like the whole who have they played because it's the Google or it's the Amazon AI overlords who create the schedule. The Niners don't control it. The cute little family that did it 25 years ago, the NFL put them out of a job because of Jeff Bezos. Bezos controls the schedule. I'm just getting concerned. This is a Rogan podcast at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, obviously, I just don't like the who have they played because you do not control the schedule. But then also in this case, I really don't like it because it's all NFC West teams. Quite literally what I've been saying the entire week about the way you look at other teams. Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Jets. The 49ers lost to Kirk Cousins without Justin Jefferson on primetime. I don't want to hear about who teams have beat, who teams haven't beat. I don't want to hear about any of that. That is not how you evaluate. Now, I want to go back to a point, Andrew. If the 49, if I told you through seven games, the 49ers would be five and two, you would say that's amazing. Yes. Because they may have lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one because week one is funky. And you know what? Maybe they would have lost to the Dallas Cowboys or the Cleveland Browns, and you yeah. would still feel good going. But because you rolled all five of those teams immediately, now five and two feels weirder than it did if mm-hmm. I would have told you they would be five and two. That's the part. I don't want to hear about who have the Bengals beat. I don't want to hear about who have the Seahawks beat. I don't want to hear about any of that. Evaluate your own team through that same lens, and you'll get your answer. I'm done with that, Andrew, and I'm so glad that you have, like, seen the light towards that because it's just so annoying. Oh, well, they lost to the Jets. Yeah? The Eagles dog-walked Miami. All right? Now what? And now who looks better? The Eagles didn't lose to Minnesota on Thursday Night Football. They beat them. Like yeah. all of that stuff is annoying, and mm-hmm. I dislike yeah. the whole idea of it because we downplay other teams and say, "Hey, they're not good because they struggle with this team." Keep the same energy, PJ Walker, Kirk Cousins, with no Justin yes. Jefferson, all of those things with a starting right guard uh, missing that they had to bring in Dalton Risner. And- uh, what would if what would someone if you weren't a 49ers fan? What would someone who's not a 49ers fan say about the 49ers right now after those last two losses? Oh, I mean, I, I don't listen to much outside, um, you know, national stuff. I do listen to part of my take, and they like to overreact. And Big Cat threatened to put them on the fraud watch after the Vikings lost, but then he did not. Like, that's the that's what I've heard, and 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 that's kind of what the perception is. I'm assuming a little bit because of the two losses. Is, is that correct? I mean, I, I don't think it's fraud too right, strong of a word. Right, that's right, a word right. they throw around as a joke a little bit. Let's con- let's contextualize the Cleveland game with no bad weather. Deshaun Watson plays. Deshaun Watson looks like Deshaun Watson from Houston. Yeah. Do you feel better about that loss than you do with it being PJ Walker with the weather, with the missed field goal, all of that stuff, right? Like, does yeah. that make you feel better? And then with this one. Oh, well, Kirk Cousins is garbage in primetime. Well, yeah. Justin Jefferson's not there. Oh, they have no running game. None of that matters. And it's just like, again, you look at the Bengals and you're like, who have they beaten? Who cares? Evaluate every team week to week. Uh-huh. I don't care about any of that. Week to yeah. week. If we were doing week to week, five two weeks ago, after the Niners were 5-0, and oh, there were 49er fans who asked the question, when will they ever lose if they don't? Left hand up. Oh, that and me. now what? And now what? There's no yeah. gimmies left. 
You got the Bengals. You got a bye, which I don't know. The bye week might win. And then you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars right after. Yeah. Where are the gimme wins here? Where are the gimme wins, Andrew? And this is and this is also too like just the surface level conversation of looking at the schedule and saying who have the Niners played. If you even dig just a little bit deeper and you go, well, okay, the Niners scored how many points against the Browns, and then on the following week, how many points did Gardner Minshew score against Cleveland? Like, like you could even do deeper things like that if you want to make it sound even worse. So yeah, I think. I, I I am just tired of the who have they played. Cincinnati is Cincinnati. The Niners are the Niners at this point. All that matters is can, who who they play on Sunday. That's really yeah. all that matters at this point. Can I take one more uh, shot at the Cowboys? Yeah, always. Don't have uh, the Forty ers All five uh, of their wins are still not against good teams. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> you, you've been saying that for two weeks, and I don't think it's necessarily. Yeah, I, I, I said that right after the Cowboys yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I was like, did. I, I was like, I literally can't wait until they play somebody. Yeah. No, uh, so so let's let's get into the Cincinnati offense a little bit, Jason. Uh, the, the one thing I'm concerned about is how everything's kind of lining up all at once. Uh, Cincinnati obviously is having their offensive issues, and whether or not you want to believe it's Joe Burrow's calf or not, that that's that's your prerogative, whatever it may be. But reports coming out of Cincinnati is he's healthy, he's 100. percent The bye week helped. And this, to me, feels like the trap of all traps. And, and this is what I mean when I say it might be a trap game for the Niners, despite the bye week, is you hear all season how bad Joe Burrow has been for Cincinnati. So, of course, in the two weeks where we're concerned about the Niners' defense, this is where Burrow's going to figure it out. And that is the one thought that has popped into my head. I know I'm going to have mm-hmm. Rich in here. I've seen him in the chat. Baby arm burrowing me, and don't be worried about that. But that has been my thought is, is this the Cincinnati team has kind of been like San Francisco the past few years where they start slow, start slow. If we were looking at the AFC North right now, the standings, Cincinnati's in last place. If I could legally gamble in the state of California, I'm probably putting my money on the Bengals to win the AFC North. They're going to figure it out at some um, point. Um, 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 Baltimore, Baltimore is very – Baltimore's like that. Baltimore is 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 what the kids would like to say. Like but that. to spin zone you, we've talked. We just talked about week to week, and a week oh. and a half ago, we were talking yeah. about. Well, we got to see what Baltimore looks like by Christmas. At Christmas, and then oh. after the Lions game, we're like, oh shit, that Christmas well, game looks real scary now. And who knows? Fa- maybe we'll see. We'll see. Well, obviously, to be fair, the Ravens. I've never had reservations about them because if yes. Lamar Jackson's receivers caught no. the football, they would have blown out the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, no absolutely. Yeah. It's so, not as much what I think of Baltimore. It's just more Cincinnati's done it more recently. I think that's kind of where that bias is coming from as well. I think Baltimore is just as good as Cincinnati, if not better. Um, but right now, just because of recent history, I think I think I'd have to value Cincinnati a little higher. And Baltimore and Baltimore's defense is really rounding yes. into shape right now. Yes, I mean, getting Marlon, getting Marlon Humphrey back, all of that stuff really matters. Like and Baltimore, who's the name they're tied to right now? I feel like there's a big name. Is a it nobody. Henry. Whoever you are, um, I know that um, all NFL GMs are tapped into the Spring Ride Option podcast right now. Yes. You know, do not send any of your players to the Baltimore Ravens yeah, or the don't. Philadelphia Eagles. No. Like, just stop. So, yeah, the Eagles won't just, stop. The Eagles won't sure stop. That, like, I, like, stop improving teams. How much help? Does Jalen Hurts need how much help does does Lamar Jackson need? Damn it, he's already no, Jalen Hurts already has enough help from the tush push, man. Like he doesn't need any more help. Nah, um, man, they tried to run that. Well, Josh Allen kind of ran it well, but like 
honestly, man, like I get why they can't stop it. When you can deadlift six hundred and Jason Kelsey's really good, I get it. I get it. It's just so funny to me, man, that that in an in an NFL league that it's like everybody's trying to figure out how to push the ball downfield best they can today. We're trying to ban the like play that gets like the that one, yeah. the like oh, little play. We got to stop that one, and then we get into the whole thing of well, what's the coach push of the quarterback sneak? We don't need to dive into that now. Let's talk about Cincinnati's offense, Jason. Do you have that kind of same sentiment with this Baltimore offense? That this kind of feels like the the place that they are going to figure it out. Well, out of a buy, knowing that you were going to play the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. um, for two weeks, that's mm-hmm. concern. Um, yeah. Zach Taylor's offense understanding defenses and understanding that it's like the same sort of offense, obviously is an offshoot of Shanahan. That's concerning. You look mm-hmm. at the personnel that's concerning. You also don't want to underestimate a quarterback of Joe Burrow's caliber. And if he is feeling even a little bit better, then that's a problem. And then you couple that with the, the things that are going on with the 49ers right now, schematically, the pass rush, um, the secondary, like all of this stuff, is a perfect storm right now for everyone to be worried. Now, yes. Spoiler alert: I am picking the 49ers again. No way to win this football game. But when you look at all of these circumstances coupled together, and when you think about where we believe the Cincinnati Bengals would be at the end yes. of the year, like low key, I thought it was going to be Bengals Niners. Joe Burrow is going to win MVP. None of that stuff is going to happen, it seems like, right now after that. Yeah. Like, like Joe Burrow is not going to win MVP, clearly, right? Like, none of that stuff is going to happen. But in this one week, all that matters is this week. Yeah. Now, when you look at this team off of a bye, possibly healthy, T. Higgins is coming back. Joe Mixon's playing a little bit of better football. The 49ers' run defense hasn't looked good. The, the secondary is giving up plays. Their pass rush isn't there. Their, their DC is out here answering questions Four days later, about a zero blitz call at halftime, the vibes are not high right now. They're not hot. So I understand why people would be nervous about this game, and rightfully so. Even when the preseason schedule came out and you looked through the schedule and you said, win, 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 lost, win, win, win. You looked at that Bengals game and you said, damn, that's a measuring stick because the Bengals are in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl damn near every year for the last three years at this point. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that we're kind of looking at. And now that it's taken a different turn because we've seen how the Bengals have looked early on, it feels weirder because you're just like, well, that's not the same Bengals team. What if they're rounding into shape now? And I think that is the way we should be looking at this game is more about where are they now as opposed to what did they do in week one and two when they yes. or when they lost to the Tennessee Titans. I don't think any of that matters in this game particularly. Yeah, and, and I think it's absolutely fair to look at the Bengals and just kind of who they've been the past few years and look at them and say, okay, they're three and three at their bye week. You could almost look at this as the start of a new season for them. Three and three is essentially the same thing as zero and zero, both a 500 record. So now from here, if you just finish plus, I don't know, plus seven, let's, let's just say that plus seven uh, wins to losses. So what is that? Nine and two in these next 11, you're, you're, you're talking about a quick math, 12 and five team, six, whatever, man, math is not my strong suit, oh, uh, but, but you're talking, you're talking about a team. I would love that trade, Jesse. Jesse's Jesse's Second strong third suit. Jesse's, Jesse's strong suit is is really like giving yeah. up really good trades. Like if Curtis Samuel became a 49er, 
I have had a tough time with my favorite players not being on the team. The last time one of my favorite players was on the 49ers was Terrell Owens. Yeah. And Curtis Samuel has been one of the guys that I have been like, please put some respect on his name. He needs a quarterback. He needs a system. Getting Curtis Samuel on the 49ers would be like Jersey in the cart. Jersey in the cart. Like Jersey in the cart. Literally. Like, and then two Samuels. C Samuel and D Samuel, like mm-hmm. you guys are like overlooking the things that matter. What you guys are looking for are you know things that work X's and O's, but you're missing out on the vibes. C Samuel, D Samuel, good God, man, good I luck think, to everybody else. I think if you get C Samuel and D Samuel, then you have to get C D Lamb, and then you have C D and C D. Okay, now we're now we've jumped the shark. Too deep, too deep. Okay, my yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what do you think my role is on this podcast, Jason? Uh, C Samuel, D Samuel. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, no, no. So like, if Cincinnati, like, if you tell me that they're three and three right now, they finish plus seven in their next eleven games, and they finish the season twelve and five, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, so Jason, you, you you told me you had a little things you wanted to tell me about that Cincinnati offense. Uh, so I want I want to hear it. Tell me it. Well, not only the Cincinnati offense, but their defense, mm-hmm. okay? And again, this is cumulative, right? This isn't indicative of the team that's there, but these are these season-long stats as we go along, okay? Regardless of what we think about their offense, their defense has largely been Averly. Their defense has largely been the same across the board. And this is what I want to point out. Rushing the football against their defense to the left end has has given them a 6.72 average per game. That is 29th in the league. Now, obviously, we don't know if Trent Williams is going to play, but yes. that's clearly a place where you can run the football at them. Yes. Okay, left tackle, which is – so left end is around the left tackle. Left tackle is behind the left tackle, 4.18, which is 17th in the league. Behind the left guard, 5.23 per rush, 25th in the league. Up the middle, 4.37 average gain, 23rd in the league. Right guard, 4.75, 21st in the league. Right tackle, 5.59, 29th in the league. Right end, 5.57, 19th in the league. If the 49ers cannot get the run game going this week, I don't know if we should possibly hit the panic button. But let's go a little bit deeper. Their offense, in terms of the way that they've been operating, And this is going to come down to things that they need to clean up from Minnesota. Tackling, okay? Mm -hmm. The Bengals run 91 plays passing-wise to the short left, which is ranked third in the league for 4.86, which is 25th in the league, okay? Mm -hmm. 91 plays, that's third in the league. Short right, 87 plays, that's 10th in the league. 5.08, 23rd in the league, right, in terms of that. Tackling. Get up and tackle these guys. They're not attacking downfield for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, their offensive line isn't giving a lot of time. Joe Burrow isn't exactly healthy. Does that change? I don't know. But the 49ers have things that they need to clean up, whether it's Cincinnati or whoever it is that's going to be in this game. They need to get back to tackling. The bigger point is the defense. You have to be able to run the football in this game. And if you cannot, then we have to start asking questions about what is going on? Even if Trent yeah. Williams doesn't play in this game, realistically, even if Trent Williams is not playing in this game, and there's a slight chance that he could, yeah, you have to be able to get back on track running the football here. Yes, um, you and and I think that when you do, 
it can alleviate a lot of the things and the little stuff that you've been seeing from the offense that have led to mistakes mm-hmm. in passing, right? Even if Debo Samuel's not playing in this game. There's a path for the 49ers to do the things that they're good at in this game and win the game without going overboard and beyond. And that's that's the part that I think I took away from all this. So I have about three branch off points from all that information you good just gave me. So yeah. let, let's let's see if we can keep it as clean as we can. Uh, you mentioned the tackling. And uh, not necessarily about the tackling, Jason Aponte, a more advanced form of tackling. So advanced we call it sacking uh the the cincinnati Bengals. joe burrow has the 10th lowest sack percentage in the league the 49ers have only faced one other quarterback in the top 10 of sack percentage can you name the one quarterback they played who has a lower sack percentage than joe burrow kirk cousins kirk cousins how many times did they sack kirk cousins on monday night zero again I, I, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more times. I'm, I'm more pressures than sacks. I get it. I know people like to talk about that. You got to sack him at some point. You cannot, if you sack him, you are not letting us find out whether or not Joe Burrow is fixed or not. So Jason, quick question. Do you think they can, they can get to Burrow? The worst part about this is, is every team knows to gear up for the 49ers defensive line. None of them are getting up to the, like, you know, getting to the game and, and running a play. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. The 49ers defensive line is really good. So there's an obvious game plan to get the ball out fast and very fast. Now, this is where the Steve Wilkes thing comes into play more for me. Is... People are doing everything that they can to get the ball out faster. And yet you're playing off coverage and soft zones mm-hmm. for large amounts of them. And quarterbacks who process well, like Kirk Cousins, can see it where it's coming pre-snap and mm-hmm. get the ball out. Yep. Joe Burrow is one of those guys as well, too. Mm-hmm. So what do you do now? Do you just say, hey, just rush the four. We're good. Go for it. You know, uh, we'll figure it out. Do you say, hey, let's send seven and put four on the back end, and then the four on the back end have to account for uh, Mixon, Irv Smith, uh, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and uh, and Jamar and Chase. Jamar Chase. Those like, are really good ones. It's, it's just like there has to be something that you have to tweak mm-hmm. a little bit to help. Yeah everyone else right yeah and that's kind of what nick bosa was talking about at the end of that vikings game was more about hey we used to be a four rush you know team d'amico would never run any of those soft zones and have guys like running wide open like on easy like again no one's coming to a game and saying Mm -hmm. wait a minute who's that 97 guy oh he's really good Who's Hargrave? I've never heard of him. Who's that Armstead guy? I've never heard of him. None of that stuff is is when you start the game, like where they're going to be like, where we're surprised. Yeah. It's everyone is going to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to make the adjustments now. Now, do you have the personnel to run, man? No, maybe not. But you have to trust the guys that you paid so much money up front for. Yes. To, to help you with that. And in that regard, I feel that there has been an underwhelming aspect to a pass rush that 49er fans have set their watch to and thought was the one certainty all year. 
And I and I was one of them. So that's the hard part. It's like, get the sacks. I get it. But you got to do stuff on the back end now to help because you yeah. assumed the four were going to help you on the back end. Yeah. It's just, come on. Something's got to change. And, and, and you mentioned all those weapons for Cincinnati. And I just have a hard time seeing the Niners secondary kind of as constructed as is. Cause no matter, cause the way I see the Niners secondary and it's such an easy fix to me is, is, is essentially you're going to use three cornerbacks more often than not two outside and then one slot. And no matter how you configure the Niners secondary, how you like, there's, a, there's a weak spot, right? If you put Lenore on the outside with Ward, Isaiah Oliver's not having the best year, right? So let, let's be a thousand percent honest. But he's not he had, horrible. He's not horrible, but he's not at a level we were kind of hoping. Is, is that a okay, better way okay. to say it? All right. So Andrew, the way that I'm rationalizing Isaiah Oliver right now is yes. this. Generally, slot receivers are shifty and faster mm-hmm. guys, right? <clears throat> Um, and also he hasn't been as bad, like in yeah. terms of like giving things it, up. Is the word inconsistent better? Would you like that? That actually is absolutely fair. 100%. Okay. Then, then I'll use the word fair. inconsistent. And then also too, I think it's in a little bit of an advantage because the other option is if you kick Lenore into the inside. No, it's, no, it's no. Andy don't even Tom. say it. So don't. That's, even that's what I'm saying. Say and so I just feel like if you can get one corner, whether it's a, solid, a solidified slot guy and really solidify that position or somebody on the outside and make that work, I, I think it's good. Um, Gojira I don't know how to pronounce Bonjinx. it. Gojira. Gojira. Yeah, that, that's Gojira so Gojira Bonjinx. is Godzilla, like yes. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Why do people keep talking about Armstead as if he pass rusher? He has never been a pass rusher. He got cleanup sacks in a salary year and otherwise is due three sack a year he, play. He got Drake Jackson three sacks, and he hasn't had a sack since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the like that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, go Gojira. There we go. Got it. Gojira. This has been a thing we've talked about on this podcast. So for Gojira. A years so now. like in when you watch those old school Godzilla, Gojira. They they they. That's yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if this has been something we talked about, is is Eric Armstead at least to Niner fans is, is probably was at least one of the most disrespected because a lot of what he did doesn't pop up in the score in the box score, right? A lot of it, the run stopping, the the kind of filling gaps, the getting helping Drake Jackson get three sacks earlier in the season type stuff, it doesn't show up in the box score. Uh, so so I I like to make sure people keep that in mind is that is he's his role is just kind of to eat but- space. But also, as big, staunch Eric Armstead defenders on this podcast, you know, yes. um, not with with PFF, with kind of just the impact that you see on the film. Everybody, yeah, all of them, Armstead, Hargrave, Bosa, all of them, they've been underwhelming. Yeah, all of them. Yes. they've been underwhelming. They've been all of them, and I can admit that wholeheartedly. Now, does that have to do a scheme? Does it have to do with what they're doing on the back end? Does it have to do with the way that Wilkes is deploying them? I don't know. I don't have the answer. But you don't need to be an X's and O's, guys, to know when you watch the 49ers and say, why the hell are they not getting to the quarterback? That has nothing to do with knowing concepts. Get to the damn quarterback. This is something we thought we would immediately think is the best part. 
Like it's just in, so simple. It sounds so just just tackle the quarterback. How hard is it? Just, you know, just sack. If, if I was a defensive lineman, I would immediately sack the quarterback. That's exactly yeah, no, that's, what I would yeah. do on every single play. Pretty football is pretty simple. Just I, uh, you could be the defensive coordinator, sack every play. I'll be the offense coordinator, touchdown every play. Bada bing, bada and, boom. And, and seventeen and zero, we win a ring. Nice and easy. And whoever and whoever's the head coach, I would simply win every game. And if yeah, I was no, a general manager, I would only draft players that are good. Only yeah. the only the players that would work. I would never miss on any draft picks. No, never. Not not once. Uh second branching off point, Jason. This will be where we pivot to the Niners offense versus the Cincinnati defense. By the way, I think this is pretty hi Sin. Love you. How you doing? Uh, I think it's pretty impressive that we're 32 minutes into this podcast. I've not talked about the potential of Sam Darnold and starting quarterback. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, I don't think well, it's that's impressive. That's a, no, that's I think that's very trophy. impressive. That's a PlayStation trophy within itself. I, I just realized we haven't said a single word. Brock Purdy's questionable. He has a concussion. That probably should have been the top of the show to be a thousand percent honest uh but we'll talk about that because we're i'm so deep into jason's little um spacing and the Bengals' run offense that our defense i don't want to talk about it but we'll get to the quarterback talk here in a minute wow great pot we've been doing this for three years See? we know how to really prioritize the top headlines here well, no, no, no 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 we uh we we try to give you the stuff that isn't clickbaity and we also yes. want to bury the lead more yes, yeah, exactly. Barry, you make you make them wait 40 minutes for the quarterback talk. Exactly. Yep. You gotta gotta get through all the exciting stuff. Uh Christian McCaffrey versus that that run offense or the run defense of Cincinnati. He's not very good. We've talked about it. I don't even it's not even necessarily a Christian McCaffrey conversation. Is does Kyle Shanahan not trust anybody in that running back room anymore? Because Elijah Mitchell has three carries his last two weeks for a whopping minus four yards. And Elijah Mitchell has five care or excuse me. Imagine Trey Lance in this offense. Imagine Trey Lance in this offense. I just love the amount of people that were just like, this is why you don't trade. trade this Lance is why you don't trade. There's, well, there's a, there's a possibility that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the thing, here's the thing though, Jason, if they hadn't have traded Trey Lance, Sam Darnold starting on Sunday because Sam Darnold is the backup coordinator. That's why Trey Lance got <laughs> traded. Anyways. All right, hold on, hold on. Andrew, uh, real quick. Start Brandon Allen for the revenge game. Yeah, vibes, that's what that's I was going to say. Like, like literally, literally, that is pushing a hand. I, I want to talk to you directly real quick, and I want to pass it to Andrew. Why are you not coaching off vibes? Yeah. Um, why isn't Brandon Allen giving you everything that the Bengals yeah. – um, you know, yeah. you know, playbook has. That's right? why the that's Niners signed him specifically yeah. for, for this, this game. Seven game. For this yes. game. Yes. For this game. Yeah. yeah. No, you start bringing on it for the revenge game vibes. Yes. That's come on, dude. We should know. Uh, running backs not named Christian McCaffrey the last three weeks have or last two games have eight carries. Uh, Jason, why does Kyle Shanahan not trust any running back name not named Christian McCaffrey? Uh, Elijah Mitchell is just not good anymore. Um, Jordan Mason is very valuable on special teams. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey draws so much attention from defenses that Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason don't, that mm -hmm. it opens up things for Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. And George Kittle. Yeah. That's that's all I have. That's it. yeah. That's, that's it, it, all I really got. And and that's the thing. It's like people getting angry at. And it is it is why I continually say that that the Niners need Christian McCaffrey to play as much as they can, even if he's hurt. Compared to a Debo Samuel, I think you can live with Debo Samuel being hurt. Or I, I don't want to say it like that. I apologize. That, that that's not the way I wanted that to come up. I think you could live with Debo Samuel not playing. That's the better word because I don't want anybody to get hurt. 
it is because of how much space he how much space McCaffrey demands and how much space it creates for everybody else in this offense. So that that's why I have a hard time taking him off the field and he's also good and we're talking about the this this run game issue but Monday night was the first time the Niners haven't had more than 100 rushing yards in a game this season. It's 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 it's, it's been one game. And, well, and 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 I guess it's technically for McCaffrey. It's been three. Part of it's because of the Cleveland thing. And I had that stat in my uh, article today that that this is the first time that McCaffrey's gone three consecutive games without going over article. four yards of a carry since weeks four through eight of his rookie season. So this is a little bit of something that we haven't seen from Christian McCaffrey in his rookie year, especially not as a Niner. But as Jason said, this Cincinnati defense is the spot for him to fix it if, and spoiler if I think not now then when it's majority of the carries against Sunday right and if not now then when and yeah. against who mm-hmm. um this is a perfect this is a perfect spot for the 49ers to and you know what's the worst part about this Andrew the 49ers are probably going to go out there and they're going to run the football at will and do what they yes. want to do and everyone's going to use that as a way to talk crazy about Brock Purdy Mm-hmm. If he plays. Yes. And if Sam Darnold plays, run run the football 300 fucking times. Yes. Do yeah, nice not time. throw any passes. I am going to take Avery to the bathroom. You got it. I got you. Uh, hello, it's me again. But that's no, I'm joking. Uh, no, it, it, and, and that's the thing, Jason, is, is we haven't discussed it. And, and I guess I'll bring it up at this point is – is Purdy playing? And it sounds like he is. I'm going to lean towards he's playing. It sounded like he, I don't know if I saw he specifically cleared protocol today or if he was going to clear protocol today. If Purdy plays, I, I mean, this it's obviously best case scenario and it's nothing against Sam Darnold. I just don't want to open that door. I don't want to find out what Sam Darnold looks like in this offense. Because I, I more or less know what Brock Purdy looks like and how well it works, and and it's just it's this it's this fatigue. Because again, when's the last time the Niners have had a quarterback start all 17, 16 games, whatever year you go back to, and that was twenty nineteen. And, and it's just this: I don't want to see a second quarterback. It's it's nothing against Arnold. So hopefully Purdy plays on Sunday. Hopefully he does. All signs are pointing, and I think that helps the run game a little bit because I think you could stack the box a little more against Sam Darnold. Um, the one matchup that I want to point out, and and I'm going to ask Jason when he comes out about it, comes back about this, is that Trent Williams. I think that Trent Williams is maybe the most important injury to watch here. Um, I think Trent Williams. I'm getting to a point where I think he is the issues when the offense isn't working. If he's out, that's why it's not working as it should. I just feel like even though Jalen Moore didn't give up a pressure last week, like there's just something about knowing Trent Williams is there. And something that I I do want to point out regarding Jalen Moore last week versus him this week is he didn't really face Daniil Hunter much last week. Daniil Hunter only took seven snaps on that side of the offensive line. All of his damage was against Colton McKivitz. Trey Hendrickson is going to play 100% of his snaps on the right on, on the left side of the Niners offense. He's literally played 100% of his 270 defensive line snaps on the left side of the offense. So whether it's Trent Williams or Jalen Moore, I don't know. But against a guy like Trey Hendrickson, he's stylistically, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not going to, I'm sure Jason can tell you more stylistically between Hendrickson and Hunter. But statistically, 
they're very similar to a point where they're pretty much exactly the same through seven weeks. It's Hendrickson and Hunter are tied for 16th among pass rushers this season with 27 pressures. They're both tied with 17th with 17 quarterback hurries. And then Hunter has nine sacks. Hendrickson's at seven and a half or excuse me, seven. He's fourth in the league. So it's not necessarily their high pressure guys, but it's almost like the opposite of the 49ers pass rush. It's, High sack numbers, not quite the high pressure. So while, yes, Jalen Moore looked good last week, he didn't have a lot of those snaps against Neil Hunter. He's not going to be able to hide against Trey Hendrickson and, and, and a pass rusher that has been pretty good the past few years, just like the Neil Hunter is. I think it's a guy who doesn't get talked as much as he should. The fact that the Neil Hunter... You know, I, I don't think we talk enough about Daniel Hunter as a top end edge rusher, and we didn't. Re- I don't think we've given him that respect until we talked about him on Monday previewing the game. And I think Hendrickson's in that kind of area. You don't think of him because you have the Miles Garretts, the Micah Parsons, the Nick Bosa's, and and, and the T.J. Watts. And then you remember that in that second tier, there is some really good guys, and I think Trey Hendrickson fits that profile. So, Jason, I don't know if you heard what I got. I hope you heard all of it. You're still muted. You're still muted. Got you on that. Um, but I, I said statistically, I heard, Hendrickson I heard and Daniel Hunter said. are the same. Yeah. Stylistically, because because I, the main point I wanted to get out is if Jalen Moore plays, he looked good against Minnesota, but Hunter didn't face him too often. Only seven snaps on that side of the line. Hendrickson's literally taken 100% of his snaps on the left side of the line, of, of the offensive line. How concerned are you if Moore faces Hendrickson on Sunday since he necessarily didn't have that battle against Hunter on Monday night? I mean, I, I love Trey. I would be concerned regardless. That's how like high I think of Trey Hendrickson. And and and, yeah. and oh, again, okay. I know this sounds like a broken record, and I know this sounds like something that is probably false optimism or just you know rose-colored glasses or you know whatever it is. But Kyle knows that. Yeah. Kyle knows that. And it's not, not like you can just say, hey, listen, Jalen, sink or swim. Go take on one of the better underrated edge rushers yeah. in the league. Um, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. This is why, and all those numbers that I bared out about running the football that way, is that's how you negate their pass rusher. Run at them. Run at them. Run right mm-hmm. at them. Run at them, block them, hit them, chip them, everything. Go right at them. Don't go away from them, even though you can with this defense. Run at them. And I think that's kind of going to be the discussion and the way that they game plan this game. Um, McCaffrey's, you know, for all the talk about, you know, rest them for the obliques, 98% of the snaps, two touchdowns. Like, Mm -hmm. like literally like the engine of this offense. Get back to it. Get back to it. And, and and you met you mentioned to run right at the best pass rusher, uh, for what it's worth. PFF grades take it as you may. Fits my narrative this time, Jason. Upon oh, yeah, is a fifty-seven point six pass rush or uh, excuse me, run defense grade for Hendrickson, a fifty-five point seven tackle grade for Hendrickson. So that that essentially establishes your point, Jason. I went a little bit into the Purdy Donald thing. I'm at a point where I think Purdy's going to start on Sunday. Um, I just don't want to. I don't want to open the Pandora's box and find out what Sam Darnold looks like in the Niners uniform. Respectfully, nothing against Darnold. I just I'm tired of backup quarterbacks on this team. Like just in general. Um, what are your thoughts on the quarterbacks before we get into kind of the prediction portion of the show? 
Well, and Scott says almost no chance the league clears Brock. The league has their guys. If they clear him, it's up to the independent. Well, it's the 49ers guys and then the independent neurologists. Yeah. And there is precedent to this because Kenny Pickett got injured uh, and concussed on a Sunday, played on a Monday. There, there that, is precedent to that. There yeah, and, it's, and, and despite Schefter saying no players have cleared concussion protocol in the same week, that was incorrect. It's been, what, 20? He said 25% in the past few years. This is not as unprecedented as it sounded like on, dare I say, Wednesday at the very, or, or Tuesday at the very end of our podcast. For sure. Um, when has the league ever done this? Uh, team of favor, like I said, Kenny Pickett. Uh, on a Sunday night football game, ready like right away, like or oh, a Monday night football game, ready for Sunday. Um, that's yeah. actually happened. And, we and, get screwed and more than anyone schedule, we get screwed more than anyone. I, I, oh, AI, AI, and we, the whole Bezos, you heard me, the Jeff Bezos schedule thing, you heard me, the, yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, there it is, Bengals Niners, all yeah. wrapped up into one. Whom's revenge game is it, Jason Aponte? One player, do you got it? Oh, one I, name. God, I don't go. Tell me two two games for the 49ers and 21, two games for the Bengals this year. Tight end Tanner Hudson is your lone. No way. Tanner Hudson yeah. goes for two tugs in this game to get revenge on the 49ers. Didn't see that coming. Place your bets right now, people. Speaking of placing your bets, it's everybody's favorite part of the show when Andrew pulls up his underdog app and hasn't looked at the props yet, but he's going to give you three. He's very good at it. Don't take, don't ever take his picks. Don't ever take his picks. But if you're so inclined to, if you go to underdog, use the promo code Aponte, Jason Aponte personally, not personally, but personally, not personally, will match your first uh, deposit up to $500. He will not personally use it, but if you use the code Aponte, Underdog will match your first deposit up to $500. Uh, you know what numbers I'm looking at? I'm going to go higher Christian McCaffrey, 18 and a half rushing attempts. Kyle Shanahan, he he doesn't care about your tweets, guys. He's going to give Christian McCaffrey all of the carries, whether he has an injured oblique or not, or whether or not he has two legs. We'll find out. Maybe we'll see. We'll see one day. Uh, I like that Brandon Ayuk higher one and a half time for a rush receiving touchdown i'm gonna pick brandon i to score a touchdown more often than i'm not and you know what i'm gonna be positive jason i think this is the week i don't think wait i don't think trent, trent taylor's, taylor's not on cincinnati anymore he is he's in buffalo i think yeah. he's in cleveland actually yes I'm, i could he's, be wrong he's in cleveland he's in cleveland which we which means we missed that whom's revenge game we missed that whom's revenge game yeah. um 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 the last pick i got jason i think the offense turns it around he's in chicago not cleveland uh chicago it's a spicy you get 1.25 multiplier Niners scoring t- three touchdowns at least which means jake booty two and a half extra points higher gets you a 1.25 modifier Maybe i love that and that and that implies that andrew's not being negative he thinks the 49ers are going to score three touchdowns in this mm-hmm. game yep okay um, i am going to start looking at the Bengals. i've got joe burrow higher than half an interception I think the 49ers get one interception in this Okay, game. I like that. I like that. So I've, I've literally got him for that. Um, Tyler Boyd. Uh, no, I don't want to touch that one. I'm literally looking at it right now. I don't want to touch that one at all. Um, 29 and a half receiving yards for Christian McCaffrey, higher. Okay. Absolutely higher. I'm going to take that as well, too. Um, and all of these things are based on the idea that Brock Purdy's playing. So I want you to know that these are going to change if Sam Darnold is yeah. the person that's Pur- Purdy's not even available to take for the record. No, he's not. 
at all. And that's the point, no. right? Okay. Yep. Just letting um, the people know. No, all right. Yeah, you're good. Um, Nick Bosa, one sack on his OSU guy. So give me okay. over the half a sack right there as well, too. Um, Fred Warner, five solo tackles. I don't understand why this is the baseline. Higher. Every okay. week, higher. Every week, yeah. higher. Right? And then mm-hmm. one more. Um, I've got to choose it. Good God, I'm on the spot right now. Uh, not the Amdolinor. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, give me Brandon Ayuk over it, 64 and a half receiving yards. So I've got, I've as of right now, and use promo code Aponte, A-P-O-N-T-E, to W first deposit up to $500 on Underdog Fantasy. I've got Fred Warner over five and a half, uh, five sacks, uh, five tackles, I'm sorry. Joe Burrow over half an interception. Christian McCaffrey over 29 and a half receiving yards. Nick Bosa gets a sack in this game. And Brandon Ayuk has over 64 and a half receiving yards. Book it, make some money. And in California, you can absolutely gamble. So, um, but we have a super chat here, right quick. Uh Smack Jones uh 919. I am shook, not sure about Kyle's leadership anymore. You can start this one if you want, Andrew. I think you should be sure of Kyle Shanahan's leadership more. There you go. That's it. That's my response. That's what I got. Um, I, I'm not as worried. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely no, I'm not, not as worried. We, um, we, we, I, hey, we've Jones witnessed is, worse. We've witnessed is worse. This, this. Exactly. Smack Jones. I just want to point out, and, and I, I don't blame you for making this point because I came onto this show on Tuesday and I said, I don't think the Niners are Super Bowl contenders right now. Uh, there are overreactions, but contextually got to keep it there. Three and four last year, two and five at this point or five and two. Let's, let's just keep that in hindsight. Jason, can I give you one more actually uh pick? For a, a not Niner game. Yo. Uh, Adam Thielen over six receptions. Um, he's got Pretty 9, easy. 14, 8, 13, or excuse me, 7, 11, 7, 11, 11, the last five games. Pretty easy. All of those numbers are higher than six. I want to give, I want to make sure people get the shout of uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, and I guess while we're doing that, um, my picks, I have a, a, a $20 entry. And it's okay. five picks and can win you $400. Okay. I've got Jalen Warren higher over 25 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Um, the 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 real running back in Pittsburgh. Okay. Alvin Kamara higher than 36 and a half receiving yards. I don't understand why that's the number. And that, that should never be anywhere near the number that feels like stealing. I've got Jake Elliott higher than one and a half field goal field goals made at Washington. That is a game that's going to be very did much. I, did I maybe point you? Did I point you on to the like some of those like over under field goals are grossly low? Yeah, like, they are. Like like some of those point holders, hit too. dude. Like like I, did I, did I lead you on to the, the those those kickers higher low? Because like there's sometimes where it's like four and a half points, and it's like, dude, that's two field goals. Like, what are right. we talking about? Right. Some of the kicker ones, man. That's where the money can be at. And. Philly, Washington, defensive game, divisional game. Yeah, like that's absolutely where Jake Elliott is going to make his money. Travis Etienne, 21 and a half receiving yards is absolutely insane. Give me the higher. Every, this man is absolutely cooking, and this is the number that they're giving you. And then who can stop the best receiver in the history of football, Puka Nakua, higher six receptions. Uh, it, it, like no questions asked yes. higher six receptions. Bet it. I love that. And, Five picks at $20 will get you $400 on Underdog Fantasy. Use Love promo it. code Aponte. 
Love it. All right, Jason Aponte, we have reached it. The point of the show, we make predictions. I am going to go. You ready for this? 26 to 23, 49ers win in overtime. Jake Moody misses a 47-yard field goal. This is the Robbie Gold game. And Brock Purdy drives the Niners down the field and hits Brandon Ayuk in the corner of the end zone to win it. Nice. That, that's okay. just pretty much the exact 2021 game. Nice. I've got a 24-21 49ers win um, in this one. Um, this is going to be a dogfight. This is going to be this is going to be the most tense game for all 49ers fans because it's not a must win. It's a much cooler if you did win game. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, that's the way that Absolutely. I'm going to say that. Um, it's not a must win, but it'd be a lot cooler if you won game. And that's what it feels like right now, especially given you get the bye week, everybody's going to be healthy, but then Jacksonville's no stroll in the park. You yes. still got Seattle two times. You've got Philadelphia. You've got Baltimore. Baltimore. None of that's not the Cardinals again. Yeah. You and Kyler Murray's going to play in that game. Yeah. You don't feel good about any of those games right now. So you've got to win this game to go into the bye week with some sort of semblance of calm, even though there will not be, even if the 49ers win, there will be still a section of 49ers Twitter, YouTube, that'll say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not as calm. No, no, no. Wins are wins. Go into the bye 6-2. and two, I think that's best case scenario, and I think that's kind of where a lot of 49ers fans would have had the team at mm-hmm. um, through eight games. I would take a 2-0 to zero win on Sunday, and I'd be happy because a win is a, a win. I take a win. A win is a win as, is a win. As, as, they win say, is a win. as they say in Letter Kenny, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Uh, Jason Aponte, I cannot stress to you. And this is, this is Andrew, Andrew Jason Friends talking here. This is a conversation yeah. I have with Jason off camera. I cannot stress to you how excited I am for Monday's show because the second we are done – I'm going to forget the San Francisco 49ers exist. Oh, this bye week? For this three bye week? days. I guess, I guess technically we got to wait till Tuesday to see what the trade deadline is. November yeah. 1st, the day after the trade deadline, I am forgetting the Niners exist for a whole three days. It's going to be beautiful. I have, I have stayed up till one in the morning twice this week writing articles. I've written about... 5,000 words worth of articles. I had the winners and losers Monday night, stayed up till one in the morning doing that. I had uh, my, my candy, my trick or treat candy uh, trade deadline. Did, did you like my costume idea for Kyle Shanahan and Daniel Brunskill? It. Daniel Brunskill. Go, so go, go, go read that if you want. And uh, then I had my uh, numbers to no know article come out. So about 5,000 words of content for me just this week. I, I'm so excited for this bye week to forget this football team exists for a little bit. No one's more excited than I am because the San Francisco 49ers and the NFL decided to collaborate and do the bye week on Jason Aponte's birthday. Look at that. I had that a couple years ago. That Sunday, my birthday, I will be able to sit and watch football and lay in my bed and do it's nothing. The best. It's the it's absolute the best. best. I don't I Look, was it 21? I'm, having I'm your first child, um, getting your first job, getting your license, um, getting your first kiss. Those are things that like are up there. Yeah. Is there I don't know if I quantify anything other than having Averly, who's sitting next to me right now, better than being able to watch football on a Sunday with no consequence and not care about what happens with the San Francisco 49ers. 
Yeah, it was the uh, 2022 season. My birthday fell on the, my birthday weekend fell on the 49ers bye week, and it was so nice to just sit there and just not think about the 49ers and with with how busy it's been. And, and it's gonna it's, it might be a busy week next week. I mean, hope I fingers crossed it's a busy week because if 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 it's not a busy Halloween for us, Jason, there's gonna be some problems because that means oh. the 49ers didn't make a trade. Well. Speaking of that, on Niners Nation, um, we held a poll on Wednesday. Would 49er fans be disappointed if the team did not make a move at the trade deadline? 84% of San Francisco 49er fans would be absolutely let down if this team did not make a move at the trade deadline. So that is Niners Nation, Jason Aponte, Andrew Pasquini keeping their finger on the pulse. Oh, okay. dude, listen, I, I know there's a lot of intersection between Giants, San Francisco Giants and Niner fans, and, and people were very mad that Farhan didn't make a move despite the Giants kind of fading at the trade deadline. Oh, actually, sorry, they traded for A.J. Pollock. My bad, Jason. Can't forget AJ I mean, Pollock. that's not fading. That's, uh, uh, it's actually just going for it. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, that, that's exactly going for all in. Uh, the Niners are in a spot where if they do not make a trade on Sunday, if they do not make a trade on Tuesday, I love it. Uh, JKBG, we love you for your birthday, Jason. I'm going to get Rich Madrid to hop out of a giant cake, a la Mr. Burns in Smithers' dream. Dude, see, you don't get it, do you? I've, no, I've seen, I've seen I've seen that. That's a that's a, that's a .gif on the internet. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so I've seen that. Yeah. Um, but but to me, I, I will make a guarantee, Jason Aponte. I will make a guarantee, not a Chris Russo guarantee, one that I will hold up. Did he if retire? 40, no, he didn't. He, come on, man. Mel Kuyper didn't retire either. Jimmy Claus, what's he going to pan out? Um, if the it's 49ers, time, that's, if that's the 49ers do not make a trade, and I'm saying zero trades, I, I'll count a, a lower level. If they get Ezra Cleveland, I won't say this. I, if they get a Daniel Brunskill, I won't say. Although Brunskill would be a great pickup. I if the Brunskill. 49ers or come out of the deadline with zero trades, I will come on this podcast. And the first thing I will say is congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles for winning the number one seed in the NFC. Wow. I will do that because, because wow. the Niners need something at some point. Let, let's wow. just be honest. They need something. Wow. And uh, to, to JKBG's point, um, he's going to hop out and say, watch the damn tape, Mr. Ponte. <laughs> I love it. Well, we will see you guys on Monday, ideally talking about a 49ers when it gets the Cincinnati Bengals. If not, by week we just forget about it we have a good week you oh, know? We're, gonna we're gonna be gonna vibing and we'll talk about we'll talk about andrew um his bad bunny tickets and buying the bad bunny w2 uh, 2k24 um edition Oof, i i have the video game i just don't have the i don't have the dlc yet uh jason aponte as always let's go niners they're gonna win this week i got this good night averly have a good night's sleep night averly please go to sleep <laughs>